It is Face and Amiros, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, October the 24th, as it looks like maybe today will be the day we will find out the new manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, Joe Girardi. The hot name right now. We'll dive into that. We'll talk some World Series, a lot of other stuff as well as... Uh, we continue to kind of ease ourselves into the offseason, an offseason that started with some tumult with the you know long wait to fire Gabe Kapler, the eventual fire of Gabe Kapler, firing of Gabe Kapler, and then a, uh, a press conference for the ages. And uh, it was certainly a um, real negative feel around the fan base. And then all of a sudden, as this you know manager search has commenced quickly, so far only two teams have hired a manager, Joe Madden to the Angels, and then uh, yesterday announced David Ross takes the Cubs job, which is good. That was a, a potential Joe Girardi suitor. It looks like if Joe Girardi wants to manage, the Phillies and the Mets are the two best options for him, and the Mets have made it clear that they are not ready to conclude their search at the moment. And really, to be honest, all signs point to Joe Girardi being the next manager of the Phillies. It really feels like everything we've heard from all the beat reporters, all the national reporters, is that Joe Girardi is the favorite for the job. Todd Zalecki used that exact phrasing. Um, and that, uh, you know, like ultimately he is John Middleton's favorite. We've heard some buzz that Showalter is the favorite of the front office because they're days in Baltimore. But ultimately, as we, we all knew, no matter what is said about it, we all knew that ultimately this was going to be a John Middleton decision. The thing is, it's funny because when we went into the offseason, I, I just, I... Girardi was the, the top guy on my list, even over Madden. But when it became clear that it was Girardi, Girardi, Showalter, and Baker, and it really felt pretty clear that one of those three guys was going to be the next manager of the Phillies. Um, even then, you know, I, I had Girardi at the top of my list, but, but I said, ah, you know, I'll be, I'll be happy with, with any of these guys, ultimately on some level that, that, you know, an adult in the room and all that type of stuff. But as this has played out and as it really feels, and, and at that time I didn't really think Girardi would come here. That was really uh, my, my holdup on, on committing myself fully to just not being happy unless it's Joe Girardi. But I've reached that point. It's so close. It feels like it's going to be Girardi. Every sign points to it being Girardi. And, and for that reason, it really makes me believe that at this point, if it's not Joe Girardi, I'll be incredibly disappointed because he's the perfect guy for the job. As we've talked about, it's the perfect way to, to put an end to 2019 and move forward. As again, the press conference, the, the Gabe, all that stuff, that that's over. Joe Girardi signals a new start. It feels like you have someone in a position of power who really knows what they're doing. And someone who can come in, as we've talked a lot about, the, the idea of someone coming in with some clout, some cachet, someone who comes into that locker room, that clubhouse, and says, all right, guys, you're going to listen to me because I'm Joe Girardi, and I've won a World Series as a manager. I've managed in the playoffs six times. I've won manager of the year. I've done all this stuff. I am that guy. I played in the major leagues. I was a World Series winning player. I've done it all. And I think guys will listen to him. I think it'll make a difference. You know, it's hard to really say how many games a manager wins or loses. I, I do think they matter, certainly more than, than in, in a sport like hockey or basketball, football, obviously. Football coaches, you know, play a very big role in their team's success or failure, but Look, ultimately you need players, but I do think a baseball manager can matter and, and does matter. 
Uh, I think some people would argue in basketball it's more important. I don't know. Uh, I, I could go either way, but um, I, I do think they have an effect, and certainly on a, a clubhouse, and we've seen it in this city multiple times, going from you know Larry Boa to Charlie Manuel, and and the difference that made going from that the hard nose type of guy to the the softer players manager, and what a difference that made. And I think going from Gabe. Someone like Joe Girardi and going from a new manager, a guy who was a good dude clearly and worked hard and all that, but didn't have the cachet, didn't have the cup, more buddy than a manager. You know, he's he's not that much older than these guys and all that type of stuff. Whereas, you know, Girardi comes in and, and he's managed a World Series team. He's won the World Series as a manager. You know, he comes in with a, a level of of respect to that name, so to speak, that I think is needed for this club, a younger club. Um, a club that clearly has had some issues with um, discipline, uh, both on the field and off it, it appears, from everything we've heard, and Fortnite and all that type of stuff, that uh, I think Girardi comes in and, and commands respect and changes the way things are done. And I think it's incredibly necessary. And I think Showalter and, and Dusty Baker could have that kind of effect, too, not to the level Girardi has. Neither of those guys won a World Series, just on a basic level, that level of respect. But but really, also, I think Girardi um, can relate to the guys a little bit more, a little bit younger, a little bit closer to, um, you know, look, managed for a really long time in New York. So um, I, I think that he's the perfect guy. He's also the perfect guy, as I just mentioned, managed in New York for a decade. So... He can come in and handle the Philadelphia media, handle the pressure of a big city. I mean, that stuff matters. Look, that was one of Gabe's biggest issues. Gabe's maybe biggest issue, which is crazy, maybe his biggest issue, was how he handled the media, how he uh, related to, to the media, to the fans. You know, what he put out there, being the face of the franchise every day. You're the guy who has to talk to the media every day. We don't hear from Middleton that often. We don't hear from Klintak that often. We barely hear from McPhail ever. But you hear from the manager every single day. Before and after every game, he's there. He's answering questions. He's talking about what happened. And Gabe was terrible at it. I mean, it was a thing. We all know. He wasn't honest enough. He didn't keep it real. Girardi knows how to do it. Boy, does he know how to do it. He's handled it. He's been in tough situations. He's been in tough spots. He's been in a, a city that's a pressure cooker like it is here. And, and Philly's different than anywhere. But... You know, if you can handle New York, you could probably handle Philadelphia as well. And I think that's huge. And then I think on the most basic level, just in terms of whether or not the front office, it seems like Klentak and, and McPhail, certainly Klentak, wants someone in here who he knows, someone who he feels like he can defend a little bit, who won't push back. And I think that's why Showalter has, has emerged as the front office favorite or whatever it's been called. Um and Girardi comes with a little cloud, a little pushback. Girardi can say what he thinks, and he can kind of refuse to do what he's told in certain situations because he, he's got that level of respect, and, he, and ultimately he's going to be hired by the owner. The owner's going to choose Joe Girardi if that's who the guy is. So I understand why, you know, from the it, certainly this front office seems to work that way. They would want someone they know, and they feel like they can – work with but i think from a a a the idea of blending analytics and the gut i i mean joe Girardi is a way better option than baker and showalter neither of those guys are analytic guys Girardi had to be in new york he came into new york as someone who was not an analytics guy and they said hey we're a forward-thinking organization which they clearly are we want you to use analytics and he said okay i'll use analytics i'll learn and he learned he was called binder joe in new york he had this binder 
of information that he would utilize to make decisions. But again, he also has that gut feel. I've talked a lot of uh, like catchers, former catchers as managers, because the way they see the game and all they have to do with game planning and all that as a, as a player. And Girardi, I think, is a perfect example of that. He brings the gut feel, but he also uses analytics. He's friendly to them. He wants them to be a part of what he does. So uh, while he, I don't know why, it might not be a front office favorite, and I'm sure if he's hired, we'll, we'll hear that he was the favorite of the front office, but it would make sense that he would be. An analytically inclined front office, a front office that wants to use analytics, that apparently, as Middleton has said, wants to be on the cutting edge of it. And, and look, they have a ways to go there, certainly in the applications of those analytics that we've talked about a ton. That you know, Analytics aren't the problem. It's the way you use those analytics. It's the way you employ them. It's the way you, you know, uh, uh, teach them and all that type of stuff. So um, I think Girardi really makes more sense for this front office. He's someone who I think will be more open to what they want to do. Uh, and whether or not they've worked with him before, obviously they haven't. But I just think he makes so much sense. And then, look, his bench coach is already here. I hadn't thought about that. Rob Thompson, his bench coach in New York. Um, boom. Step right into that. You don't have to have the same turnover. At least there's a little bit of, um, you know, um, uh, congruency from staff to staff. And then, um, man, uh, it's just Girardi makes so much sense. And I said this before last week, and I'll say it again. But if there is one guy that this team can hire to be the manager who all of a sudden just takes all the heat off of the the horrible end to 2019 that we had, the press conference, the whole thing, it's Joe Girardi. All of a sudden, it, it, things turn around. The narrative changes. Joe Girardi's here. That, literally, that becomes the narrative. And then you start signing free agents. We'll talk about that in a minute. But then you start bringing in guys, and then all of a sudden, there's excitement about this team again. A, a spot where it felt like after that press conference that Phillies fans were were despondent about the team and its future, all of a sudden... You know, I think everyone's in playoffs again. Rightfully so. You know, I think that they're not that far away. If they go out and make some serious moves, obviously, they, they can add to what they have to, to be a contender. Look, they were a contender for most of the season this past year. You know, you still worry, I worry, desperately about the health of the organization and moving into the future. And we'll get to that as the Phillies did make a hire already and a very important one and one that I'm very excited about. We'll get to that. But, you know, you worry about the, the talent throughout the organization, the ability to, you know, have guys in the minors who are going to come and make a difference someday and all that type of stuff. That That is still a worry. But in terms of 2020, I mean, they could compete then if they make moves. And Joe Girardi starts that narrative. Joe Girardi gets people a little bit more excited. It gets people back in. It says, all right, all right, I know that was rough, but you got Joe Girardi here to manage this team. That's pretty exciting. Guys won a World Series. I know him. You know, that, that's the feel, and people will be in on that. And I just think it's a no-brainer. I think we've gotten to the point where, again, even though I said literally as, as we, recently as, as a week and a half ago or whatever that, that Joe Walter and Baker would be fine hires, I think they've, they've reached a point of no return. They have to get Joe Girardi. They have to. It's the one thing that they could do to change things right now, to, to shift the narrative, to get people excited. And... It's a no-brainer. You have to get go get Joe Girardi. And look, again, it does look like it's going to happen. I'm not going to commit to my excitement until it's real and it is the it has happened. But it it looks like there's a real good chance it's going to happen. It looks like this is something that could happen for real. And man, 
I just don't think they could make a better move here. I don't think they could make a better decision, a better move, and um, everyone will be in. It'll be exciting. Um, but they still have a lot of other work to do. We'll get to that coming up also. As I just mentioned, coming up in a minute, we'll talk about a hire the Phillies have made. They did make iron. It's a great one. And then look ahead to some of the other things that have to happen this offseason. Again, this manager thing could happen today. So we'll talk about that all coming up and a whole lot more. It's Phillies today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies today. James Seltzer, as we continue to wait for the Phillies to just hire Joe Girardi already. Please hire the man. Um, but uh, they did make another hire in the meantime. As we talked a lot heading into the offseason about the amateur scouting position, Johnny Amara is stepping down a big spot. For the Phillies, as I just talked about, my biggest fear with this organization is the lack of young talent, the organizational depth of talent and all that type of stuff. And um, this is a big hire. And I worried a lot about it because I worried that they were either going to hire from within, hire someone who's already there and, you know, someone who they can kind of, for lack of a better word, control and, and have a feel for, you know, they can force them to kind of do what they want them to do or, um, or if, or the other word was they were going to go hire an Orioles guy or an Angels guy, specifically an Orioles. How many more Orioles people can we have here? So that was a worry as well because they know them. But to my pleasant surprise, the Phillies went and plucked another person from the Yankees. So if they get Girardi, it'll be too straight. And they went and took Brian Barber, um, who's been with the Yankees for a long, long time as a uh, amateur scouting uh, director. Uh, to be the Phillies uh, scouting director as um, Barber, uh, someone who we had talked about a little bit heading into the offseason as, as the type of guy who would make a, a lot of sense for the Phillies if they were looking to go outside the, bo- or outside the organization. Um, as Barber, again, was with the Yankees since 2001. Um, he was an area scout, a cross-checker, and a national cross-checker, which is the... Um, uh, a very important spot, and again, more importantly, watched how the Yankees' business operated. Watched how they went about scouting. And granted, the Yankees haven't been the best drafting team, but they've done a great job drafting more, a better job drafting than the Phillies. But they've also done a great job in the international markets. They understand what to look for in trading for prospects, all that type of stuff. And Brian Barber, just to have someone come in who understands how a big forward-thinking organization works when it comes to scouting, when it comes to those types of things. Just a huge win. Really excited for the uh, the Phillies here. Uh, uh, this is an exciting hire. This is good stuff. Again, I was really worried they were going to hire from within or an Orioles guy to go get someone from the Yankees who understands how a forward-thinking organization goes about scouting and drafting and developing. That is a big deal. It is a big deal. Very excited about Brian Barber. Nice hire, Phillies. Hopefully they make it two for two. With Girardi, as look, that's the thing. The, the Girardi thing is exciting. The Barber thing is exciting for the future. But but the here and now, as I mentioned, 2020, there, there is a chance for this team to make some moves this offseason and, and compete. We've heard that John Middleton wants to compete right away, which has been his edict, obviously, and that didn't come through this past season. But um, when you look at the lineup, I mean, it, it's, not, it's not something they can't compete. You know, if they get McCutcheon back and he's healthy and they add a little bit, you can't have Franco at third base. Look, is Alec Baum ready? I don't know. But maybe you sign a third baseman. Maybe you sign Josh Donaldson to a year or two deal. Something like that until Baum's fully ready. I mean, Donaldson was a stud for the Braves on a one-year deal with them. Um, 
So, and then, you know, you figure out the Kingery thing. Are you going to keep Cesar? Are you going to put Kingery at second base? The outfield looks crowded. If McCutcheon gets back, can Hazley start in center field? Um, Dickerson, are you bringing him back? Probably not. But, what, you know, would he come back for a, a bench slash part-time role? Um, and obviously, Romuto extension. There's a lot of questions on offense from that perspective, but you feel relatively solid about that not being far away. Right, the lineup at least with Harper, we saw what Harper could do. If we get full season of what we got the second half of Harper last year, oh buddy, which is a real thing that is certainly possible. If Reese can figure it out, JT McCutcheon, they, we've got some possibilities there, and maybe they add a batter too because I think they do. I think uh, Josh Donaldson's a perfect example of someone they could go out and get who automatically makes the lineup way way better and, and really fills the holes. The real question marks are going to be the pitching. And obviously, Garrett Cole is a name we've talked about. And by the way, let me mention Anthony Rendon before I forget. Two guys who are playing in the World Series. Rendon, a huge rage as well. If they want to go out and spend a bunch of money and get him for third base, hey, I'm not going to argue. But Garrett Cole, I, I think, is the name we're going to talk a lot about as the top free agent on the market, certainly the top free agent pitcher, him and Rendon, the top two on the market. And someone who has already been linked to the Phillies, Boris Client. Um, Look, uh, if they go out and get a Garrett Cole, and if they go out and add another starting pitcher, and if they go out and get some bullpen pieces, look, Middleton's going to have to spend money, but it seems like he's willing to do that. If they can go out and do that, and they can you know, create a bullpen here, and again, at least a one high-end starter to, to pair with Nola, and then another starter who can, who can be a, a factor for you, look, that's, that's real. This team could compete. I don't know, and again, I don't think they're going to get to the level of, of World Series with the roster they have with a few pieces added, but they, they could certainly compete for it. And look, we've seen crazy things. This Nationals team is really talented, really talented, but they also, um, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not as talented as the Astros, and they're competing with them, you know? I mean, so, um, I, look, the Phillies are not close at the moment to being a, a true World Series contender. But I think for right now, for 2020, they're not as far away from, from being a contender. That's a real thing that can happen. And if they can add some starting pitchers and bullpen and kind of tool up a little bit the offense, and I know that's a lot to ask. I'm talking about major roster overhaul in one offseason, which is not something that generally works out really well. But there is enough of a core here with Harper and Romuto and, um, you know, the offense, the way it is, Lamp, the way it is, Nola, where, where you could feel pretty good about adding a few pieces and competing and then maybe a supplement that the trade deadline, all of a sudden you're a real, a real contender. So um, I know it feels far away. And look, again, I'm, I'm still wildly nervous about the long-term health of the franchise. I'm not by any means past what we saw in the press conference and, and what it kind of showed us. I'm not by any means believe Matt Klintak is a capable or even good um, Major League Baseball general manager. I'm not by any means sure that John Middleton is a good owner. I'm not by any means sure that, um, and, and again, most foremost, that I'm not by any means sure that they'll be able to restock or talent get enough talent in the minor league system to, to sustain longevity and sustain talent for the long term. And I'm also not sure that they can get to the level of some of these other teams that are just more talented. But I do think that for 2020, if they can make a few moves, they can compete. And I think getting a manager like Joe Girardi and changes, like I said, the narrative both externally and internally. I think that people believe. I think that 
you can make a valid case for a team that comes out of the gate hot and and plays good baseball and makes a run. Um, again, far from a World Series contender at the moment, but I do think that hiring Girardi could be the first step towards competing in 2020. And you need to add, again, this this whole scenario is predicated upon John Middleton being willing to open up the checkbook again. Because that's the only way it's going to happen. I know, I know it's not the way teams are normally built, but they want to compete right now. And they could do that if they spend money this offseason. A good amount of money, like a lot of money, like another $500 million offseason type of thing where you know they spend 220 230 240 on Garrett Cole and then you know, another 50 on a, another pitcher and another 30 on or 40 on bullpen pieces and another 20 on a hitter or whatever. I mean, maybe not 500 million, but like 300 plus 400 million offseason. I mean, serious money is going to have to go out the door this offseason. Um, obviously, total money um, for them to be competitive next year, but it could happen. And Middleton seems to be willing to make it happen. And, um, they're just gonna have to do it, and it's a really—it's a massively intriguing offseason. We came into the offseason with so many questions, and again, forgetting the way last season ended, forgetting the Gabe Kapler thing, forgetting the press conference, just from a, a roster perspective, on the field perspective. Um, we're heading into an offseason where we needed a a new manager and a bunch of new pieces to the offense. To, I mean, to the team, and um, the manager is happening soon, potentially today, like we said, and it looks like it could be a a really good hire. Someone who I think can make a difference. But the only way this team is competing with that manager, for that manager, is with serious moves and supplements. And I do believe that Middleton wants to win. I believe he'll spend money. But it's a big ass this offseason. And, and I think that it's really going to be fascinating to see how it plays out because this is a major offseason for this team in the near term. And the long term is already happening. As we said, Brian Barber, that's a big hire for the long term. You know, what happens with the front office moving forward is big for the long term. But for right now, for 2020, it's a massive offseason because this team can make some smart moves and some big signings and be a bit of a different team next year. A team that competes, a team that makes the playoffs, a team that ends that drought. We've waited eight seasons. It's going to be the ninth straight year heading into next year where we have not made the playoffs. People need it in this city. It's go time. So um, I understand the urge to want to compete. I think it's the right urge to have. But obviously these have to be smart moves. And there's just a lot to do. It's going to be a massively important and massively interesting to follow offseason as, look, the manager is the first domino to fall, and then it's go time. And, look, we know the free agent market takes a while to open up and to find out who's going where and this and that and all that, and that's fine. I get it. But um, as it unfolds, there, there are major things that the Phillies will be a part of and have to be a part of if they want to compete, and it's going to be really fun to watch it happen. It's going to be exciting to see how it all shakes out as, um, again, manager – the scouting director has been hired, so two of the big question marks are going to be answered in the very near future, but there's still a lot left to go. The big offseason for the Phillies, and it's just getting started. And uh, it looks like John Middleton's very involved in all of it, so um, he's going to have to be willing to, to open up the checkbook and uh, continue to be involved. And look, it looks like if they get Girardi, I'm guessing they'll open up the checkbook there, and it does seem like the signs are good that uh, that's going to happen. So, so check one on the checkbook so to speak but um a long way to go 
and uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how they go about it, what they do, what they, how they fill the needs they have, what needs they believe they have. Will they undervaluate certain things again? You know, will prove that the front office isn't good enough? There could be a year where they don't make the playoffs, and then Klintak's gone, and then maybe that's a good thing in the long run too. So, really, so many fascinating things surrounding this team. So many questions. It's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. But for now. We wait for the manager to be hired, and we hope it's Joe Girardi. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be talking about Joe Girardi as the manager. Either way, until then, uh, have a a great day, a great evening, and uh, we will get back at it tomorrow. And and fingers crossed, Girardi is here. Uh, But either way, we'll be here. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.